you've talked to your parents and you both decide it's time to transition to an assisted living facility. What are the questions that you should be asking? On this episode of Secure Your Retirement, we are going to walk through a scenario that we just had in our office when one of our clients asked that specific question, how do I help my parents? We hope you enjoy the show. I do want to say this, that Merce and I, our goal with this show is to make sure that we answer as many questions as we possibly can so that you do have a retirement that you feel secure with and that you truly have peace of mind. If there are ever any questions that you would like to have us answer on the podcast, please reach out to us. We have set up a way for you to be able to text us directly. The text number is 984-207-1753. If you send us a text with your question, we'll try our best to make sure that we handle all of your list, all of our listeners' questions in the podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high-achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Well, we're happy to have you with us for our podcast today. We really today wanted to take you through a story that Merce and I are hearing more and more uh, in our practice. And this is a very specific one that we're going to walk through, but this is not uncommon for us at all. So I'm going to kind of set up the situation and then we're going to have Merce talk to us a little bit about uh, what we would do with the numbers aspect. But here's what happened. We had a a client of ours come to us um, and he is about 60 years of age, and he basically wanted to talk to us about his dad. And the situation is his dad is uh, around 85 years of age, and he lives in another state, and he has gotten to the point where he's no longer able, or let's say this, he no longer is in a position that he thinks he should be living on his own. So what he's doing is, is he's talking to his dad, and his dad is actually realizing he needs to have some assistance. And so uh, the whole question is, is moving him to North Carolina, but his dad also still wants to be independent, meaning he doesn't want to live with his son. He's not in that place. So he kind of needs a little bit of assistance, but don't want to be living with his son. So that's, by the way, we hear that story all the time. So that's the scenario. And so what the son is doing, our client, is he's looking at different areas around the area, different communities that are assisted living. He doesn't need nursing home care. He's not nowhere close to that yet, but he does need assisted living. And so he's looking at different places that his dad could go and uh, stay in an assisted living. Now, his dad says, uh, I, I don't know how all the numbers on this work completely. He knows some, he had done some research in California, the other state, but now he wants to figure it out here. And so what we did 
is we basically sat with our client and said, okay, let's walk through the numbers. Let's look at the, the numbers of an assisted living. Now, this is different than what we talked about in a previous episode, which is called a CCRC. They, they have independent living and then you move into assisted living. In this particular situation, the dad needs to go into assisted living right now. He's going to need a little bit of assistance right now. And so, Merce, could you just kind of walk us through kind of what we need to know in order to help put together some numbers in this situation for the son and his dad? Yeah, yeah. So um, it ultimately it comes down to affordability. And so there's a few different things that we need to understand. On one side, we have to understand the cost of making this transition into assisted living. And then on the other side, we have to understand, well, the, the, basically the assets, where's the money going to come from to cover these costs. And so we, we talked to the client and got a better understanding, knowing that we're not actually talking to the person that's going to be moving in to the, the assisted living, living facility. So um, what we need to know is, you know, what are his assets at the time or what are your assets at the time? If we're just talking to a client, you know uh, what, what type of, vehicles do we have? Is are there is there 401k money? Is there IRA money? Is there cash in the bank? Are there other taxable investments? Um, and so getting a good idea of that. And then on top of that, understanding cash flow. Because a lot of these places, the way they work is there may be a buy-in. And then of course, there's going to be a monthly, you could almost look at it as a rent. And it's going to be more than what a mortgage used to be when, when you maybe own that house. So we have to understand where is the money coming in currently? The fixed income sources like Social Security. Is he, are they drawing that already? Um, is there a pension involved? Is, is there any other income sources like rental property, investment income, everything like that? Uh, just so we can get a good idea of how the monthly note for being in an assisted living type facility is going to be covered. Then, so in this case, there there's a relocation that's happening. So so the, per, uh, the client's dad lives out of state. And at some point, there's going to be a house that is sold uh, once all this is finalized to move into North Carolina. So we have to understand, well, is there, is there anything that's going to come out of the house? Is there enough equity? Is there, are there proceeds coming from the house that are going to come into basically become a cash asset that can be used for the rental or the, the, the down payment? Um, into the assisted living facility. And then the other piece is how much the, the level of care that is needed. So assisted living has different levels of care. And ultimately, that means there's different, different rates that you come in at, uh, which can be a huge game changer as well when it comes to your monthly note um, in, that, in that area. So we, we kind of talk all that through the client, with the client, and then that gives them a way to have that conversation uh, with their dad to fully understand all of that. And, you know, uh, and then as we get more specifics in, we can go back and forth and ultimately hopefully make a good decision there. Yeah. So now with the assisted living, uh, there's a couple of misconceptions I think that are out there when it comes to these different things. Like, you know, for example, you know, somebody thinks about a nursing home and think, okay, well, they're going to take all of the assets. They don't take anything. Um, with an assisted living, they're not taking anything as well. It's basically, uh, can't, you know, how are we going to pay for it? Now, here's the thing that we had to think through as we started looking at this on these numbers. Because so Merce talked about cash flow. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, that means that what's his pension, what's his social security, and then what are the assets and what could they generate in income? Now, in an assisted living, 
if we're not in a scenario of needing a lot of care, you know, you could find places and let's just use a number. Let's just say around $2,500 to $3,000 a month to be able to be in an assisted living, a place that has ability to check in or to make sure that the person's okay. Um, Basically, they're somewhat independent, but they need a little bit of assistance here or there. Now, included in that many times are are some meals, some food plans that are included in on that. So when we start looking at those numbers, it might be a higher thing. So maybe the person's never, they don't have rent now, maybe their house is paid for. But when you look at the fact that pretty much at this phase of life, when they need assisted uh, living, once they get to that point that there's not the travel there that you had before, um, there's not going to be the food expense because that's taken care of. And so when we start looking at it, it's not usually this scenario that you have to have a tremendous amount of money to be able to move into an assisted living. You do have to have some assets uh, in the sense of being able to make that, that cash flow. So what we started looking at in this particular case is the dad does have some savings. He does have some money. Uh, when he sells his house that's paid for, he's going to have some more money. So when you took the Social Security and you took the, the, the small pension and then some savings, living in assisted living was not an issue uh, from a monetary standpoint. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, This is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Now, there were other things. Uh, there were things like, okay, is would my dad like this particular location? What are some of the things that it offers? And in that particular location, some of the locations, they had great um avenues for association and for different things that they can do when we get through the coronavirus scenario. So when they started looking at all this, it really was a very nice environment. Now we do, you know, in this particular case, there was openings within the assisted living. Um, This is this particular scenario, again, is not like the CCRCs that we've talked about, the continuous care retirement communities where you go in independent buy-in and 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 then transition into assisted living. He is going to be going into assisted living, completely different environment, but uh, certainly very doable. And I think that one of the things that I want to make sure that is clear is that we are seeing this more and more and more where the children, and I say children that are, you know, in their 60s and 70s are helping their parents that are in their 80s and 90s make these transitions. And uh, there is some emotional part of this. Uh, you know, the dad in this situation was completely open, completely understood it, did not want to move in with his children, does not want to go into even a shared home with his children. He said, no, I want to be on my own and my own independence. And this type of facility had his own apartment. He would have very, had his own kitchen. Is um you know so he was able to have his a, a good level of independence and so it worked out very nice. Now, I think Merce, 
uh, we were kind of thinking about this whole story, there is a difference. And we've talked about this again in a previous episode, but sometimes somebody is planning for this ahead of needing assisted living. So Merce, can you kind of walk us through what that scenario looks like? Very similar, but a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just uh, recently had an episode where we talked about CCRC's continuing care retirement communities. And, you know, uh, not long ago, uh, we had a client come to us and basically said, you know, I'm, I'm 70 now, we're healthy now, we like where we live, but we know that at some point, we are going to have to transition into one of these places uh, uh, before it's too late. The big thing about these communities is that the wait list can be anywhere from five to 15 years, depending on what type of uh, uh, house or apartment that you're trying to get. So, so he wanted to go ahead and start having that conversation. And what's nice in this situation is that he is our client. So we know, we know a lot of the specifics. What we didn't know though is all of the specifics as far as uh, the different communities in the area. So what he did was basically he brought us all the research. By the way, he's basically a mathematician, scientist background, so very analytical um, and loves to work with numbers. We have a very robust software where we, we can pretty much make any type of hypothetical uh, and get it pretty close. So what he wanted to do is evaluate the different ones in the, in the Raleigh carry area. So he went, he basically broke it down to three, uh, three tiers. One that you would consider the, the top level tier. That's going to be very expensive, a mid grade, and then a lower level, um, all of which are still all highly rated CCRCs, but he kind of wanted to get an idea of what they can afford and then what he's willing to spend. Uh, cause at the end of the day, he still wants to leave something be- behind for the beneficiaries. So he wanted to understand that cash flow there. So once again, a couple of things that we had to think through somewhat similar is, you know, what is going to be the monthly cost to transition into either any one of these tiers that he brought to us? And then also, what type of buy-in are we going to be doing? Is it going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars? Is it going to be 500000 Some of them are as much as $700,000 to buy-in. It all depends on how you want to play it out. Um, so so we kind of went, we went through a di- couple of different iterations there. And then another thing is that we have to know, well, when, and we don't know the answer because you basically, you get on a wait list and you wait until your name is called. And so we have to put in at some point a time in the future that we're guessing that we may may get our name called to move into the CCRC or at least start the process. So at the time he's 70 and he said, well, I think, I think we'd be happy to go in at 80. And so we're forecasting 10 years from now. So basically the retirement plan is still the same. Everything is the same. But once we hit 80, all of a sudden the, the monthly expenses start to change based off of the CCRC. Um, and and the, uh, from what he brought, there's a lot of information out there. So they'll, they'll tell you the inflation rate of what their expenses are and everything like that. So we're able to extrapolate 10 years forward and get a good understanding of what, you know, what his cash flow is going to have to be to move into one of these places. So we kind of walk down the line, we take him through scenario A, B, and C, and then ultimately he gets to decide his comfort level. And uh, it actually turned out that that his name was called earlier than expected. So now the process that we're in is he has decided on one of the CCRCs and it's still about five years out. So it looks like he's going to move in at the age of 75 versus 80, which was fine with him. Uh, because they know they need to make this transition. And now the the question we're walking through is, you know, the the particular place that he chose is a place that t- needs a 
uh, a down payment. And so uh, multiple meetings on walking through the scenarios and then another couple meetings on walking through, well, where's this money going to come from? Because they don't, they don't take it all up front. They'll maybe take 10% down payment one year and then 40 another year and then the remaining 50 another year. So you kind of get to break it up. So that, now that turns into a conversation of, well, how do we do this? Where do we take the money from? What's the most tax efficient way to do this? And so, you know, the, the, the idea of moving into a CCRC, I think can be very overwhelming. There's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of numbers that are th- thrown around. And honestly, there's a lot of emotional things to think about there too. And so being able to walk th- through the numbers, I think helped him tremendously uh, make a decision for him and his wife that they were both comfortable with. So uh, just a little story there to kind of take you through the process and what what's available um, when you're working with someone like us that can kind of walk you through everything very objectively. Yeah, so that's the, I think the the wrap up here is is that you know there are tools, there's tools that are out there that help us be able to make these decisions, help you to be able to see them clearly, um, and and we encourage you that if you if you needed any of that, we certainly uh, have the tools that we can share. Um, I will say this, uh, you know, as we wrap up here, is that. Uh, a couple things. If, for number one, we we certainly appreciate you all listening uh, and to the podcast. We've got a tremendous amount of good feedback. If um, if you could please make sure that you uh, uh, subscribe to the show if you've not already done so. Please give us a five star rating and a review. That certainly helps. But also, you can go to our website, which is pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. And there you can uh, get access to our four steps to secure your retirement. We walk through a lot of these scenarios and how to be able to plan. But this four steps to secure your retirement is a mini video series. You can be able to watch all four videos. They're not very long, about 10 to 15 minutes each, but it walks you through this whole thought process of getting for, ready for and living through retirement. We do appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great day. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.